So Peter Parker wasn't always a wall-crawling, web-slinging beefcake. He struggled with the loss of his parents, wasn't the popular kid in high school, and was often portrayed as a loner. Even in the beginning of his journey as Spider-Man, he lacks complete confidence in his abilities. He especially struggles with mental health after, you know, spoiler alert, Uncle Ben is murdered by a criminal that he had a chance to stop. But through practice and guidance, Spider-Man is able to overcome the challenges of his environment. Many of the issues that teens struggle with stem from a lack of confidence and self-esteem. This lack of self-assurance can be the root cause as why somebody is struggling with mental health or substance abuse. I'm Clint Malley and this is Real Common Treatable, where we help behavioral health professionals stay at the forefront of adolescent mental health addiction and substance use treatment. In this episode, we are going to talk about how you can help to instill confidence and self-esteem in teens. And while there is no cookie cutter approach, we will describe four major steps that you can take and provide real life examples to equip you with the knowledge that you need to empower and inspire change. Our teacher is Irene Opapajo, and she is the intake and assessment coordinator here at the Sandstone Care Rockville facility. First, let's learn a little about why teens struggle with confidence. I think that age group, to me, they're very malleable. So they're trying to figure out who they are. They're dealing with so many different things, especially in this day and age with like social media and you're getting it virtually, you're getting it in person, not really knowing what to listen to and what to filter out. So I think it's hard sometimes for them to figure out what their voice is telling them. And I think that's where that confidence and that self-esteem, like being able to build that individual um, sense of self is important. It comes down to feeling powerless or feeling not in control. And I think a lot of times, especially with kids, there isn't a lot of things that they have in control of their life. And so for me, that's why my approach when I work with kids and teens in particular is to help them filter out those voices and all the different things that they're hearing and seeing in their day to day. We can all agree that being a teen is hard. Your hormones and emotions are all over the place. You just want to go viral on TikTok and you're wondering why your best friend is acting sus. It's hard to filter all the voices around you and you just don't feel like you're in control of anything. But does the sense of control really matter? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big thing. They may feel that way, like they can't control whether they have to go to school or they have like their parents telling them what to do or whatever. Having that sense of control, there's power within that. And having the power to assert control there is important as well. I think sometimes it's hard to even tell where you can assert power until you do it. So I think that's a big component of building confidence is being able to even just assert some side of control over yourself or over your, your life. So giving them, instilling that power in them that they have some control over their lives in some way, I think is very, it's very important. Self-esteem is one of the things that you have to build up for yourself before you're able to help instill that in others. 
Let's listen to a journey that shows that you can take your own prior experiences with self-doubt and then change your mindset. I definitely did struggle with and I just take myself back to when I was like this nerdy teenager myself trying to figure things out. I grew up in Montgomery County, Silver Springs, so it's very diverse. So I think that actually helped me a lot because I'm seeing so many different things. I didn't feel like always pigeonholed to be one type of person or I guess I'm also Nigerian. My parents are Nigerian. So I think for me, it's being a, being in this environment and in Silver Spring, being able to see that, oh, okay, there's so many different cultures, there's so many different types of people. There's not just one way of being. I think what has helped me is to be able to figure out what I want, where I see myself, and that helps me interact in the world and to take that into working with people is like knowing, okay, at the end of the day, I want to be the kind of person where it shows that I care, that I'm kind and giving, but that's not just it. I also want to be able to feel like comfortable within my own skin. And I think part of that is just being able to know that regardless of what I'm doing, I have that intention of being my true authentic self. All right. You've processed your own experiences, struggles, and desires, but now you have a teen struggling to figure out who they are and where they fit into the world, and it's your job to help them. You're like Uncle Ben when he said, with great power comes great responsibility. So let's dive into step number one, which is just to listen to them. It comes down to like just being open to listen and hear them out. For me, I think also going back to your other previous question, when I was a kid, I feel like it was nice having adults or people in my life that were willing to hear me talk about my feelings. And I think that starts any conversation, <laughs> that starts anything. It's the building bark of anything. It's just being willing to like have somebody listen to them. You've gotten the conversation started and they're beginning to open up. Where do you go from here? Step number two is to ask questions about their hobbies and how they are feeling. This step is about expressing interest in them and showing them that someone cares about them. If I was feeling like alone, if I was feeling sad, it was nice to have somebody to just ask me like, just how are you doing? Or like, how are you coping? So I think starting there, just being able to ask them, how does it feel to be you? How does it feel to be in whatever situation that they're in? Asking them about what they're interested in or showing interest in something that they're interested in, even if that's something I personally don't know anything about. I think that's a good starting point. Step number three is to let them teach you about their interest or to show you how to do something. The act of them teaching you will begin to instill confidence and have them thinking like, hey, I'm good at something. I can do stuff. Someone does care. I, one of the questions I always ask them is like, what do you like to do for fun, like in your free time? Even if it's something I don't know anything about, like if they say they like skateboarding, I don't know anything about skateboarding, but I will just try to ask them like, oh, tell me about that. Like, why do you like skateboarding? Like, 
oh, okay, give me a little bit more information about that. I'll even be a little self-deprecating and just be like, I, I would fall on my face <laughs> if I had to do that. And it gives them that, again, that confidence, like, oh, I know something that she doesn't know. I can teach her a little bit about something. Even if it's just something brief, it doesn't have to be big. But that's usually where I go. Step number four is helping a teen to recognize the positive attributes within themselves. If they are struggling with this step, address it and help them figure it out on their own terms. We can tell them how great they are and remind them of all the positive things in their lives, but it's really something that they have to believe for themselves. I think, again, it's building that, you can help them build that confidence by saying, wow, like you really, or even just calling out the elephant in the room. It seems like you're not talking up about yourself. There has to be something about yourself that you like. And if they say they don't, I think that's a good starting point to let them realize, okay, this is something that maybe you could work on. Because I think sometimes too, kids don't always know what they want or what they need. And even giving them that realization, well, maybe that's something that you could start developing within yourself to work on within yourself. It's hard when you're dealing with somebody that can't see the positive. And that happens a lot when you're working with certain kids, but it's good to be able to just, maybe you just call it out and have them like figure out for themselves too to address it. Now that we have an idea of the steps to take when helping a teen along on their self-confidence journey, let's listen to a real life example of what it looks like when you put it all together. I was working at the kind of like wraparound program with kids that are had more like behavioral issues. So I think a lot of them were like labeled as like a bad kid, like or in class or whatever. So uh, I had one kid I was working with that was uh, again, labeled as <laughs> a bad kid. And I think that definitely impacted his confidence and his self-esteem and he just started seeing himself that way. So we started just working with him well, at least for me, I started working with him and just developing like interest in his interests. Like he was really into video games, not my thing, <laughs> but I would go and start playing video games with him. And sometimes again, like I said, I would just have him just teach me how to play. And that was like building his confidence. Oh, okay, like she's, I'm teaching her something. I'm giving her that knowledge of like how to play. And then it got to a point where like, I noticed like for him, he was like, I think he told me later that he feels like he was interested in like becoming a teacher because he's like, I, he enjoyed showing me. He was like, you know, I think I can be a teacher. And I thought that was so cool. Cause I'm like, maybe that's, it was his opening to seeing I can bring more into situations. I don't have to be the bad kid. And I think what made him realize that he was like, I don't think I have any teachers that actually sat and explained things to me the way that I needed to, hear it and I was really bad <laughs> with the game so I guess he could see that I needed that patience too so it was nice to see that progression in him that he like I don't see teachers that are like me maybe I could be that for somebody I thought that was cool now that example came together well but how would you describe the process that someone has to go through to gain self-esteem how do you help someone change their mindset it's like imagining what does the best version of yourself look like first and then starting from there and looking, taking those next steps to get there. And like I said earlier, being willing to say, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Even if I fail, even if I don't do it perfectly, I'm willing to give myself the chance to try. And I think coming into situations or going into anything with that open mind of there's a possibility I can do well or there's a possibility I can fail, but being open to trying anyway, I think that's the first step. 
All right, you have implemented all the steps. The team is open-minded and they're willing to try. They're already starting to build some self-confidence, but they are held back by the age-old question, what if I fail? I think failure is a big part of building confidence because once you failed, okay, the end of the world didn't happen. I did something, it didn't work out and try again, get up and try again. And I think that's where some of my confidence comes from is just being okay to say, okay, I've never done this before, so I can give myself a little bit of grace if I don't do it perfectly. <laughs> and so hopefully the next time, or if I do get a chance to do whatever again, I can do better. It's like failing upward. That's how I, that's how I see it. Every time you fail, you're getting back up and trying again, and you're moving at least one inch closer to where you wanna be. It's a, it's a constant trial and error of trying to figure out where you are, who you are, and just keep it going. Wow, failing upward, I like that. We think about failing as falling and that we're going down, but in reality, we cannot get any closer to our goal that we have unless we are willing to fail. So it really proves to be a core competency. Listen, y'all, this teen self-confidence and self-esteem issue thing, it's real, but it's also more common than you think. And thankfully, with the help of professionals like you, it's also treatable. So let's empower somebody today. All my love, and I'll see you on the next episode.